Hello. Welcome to Metaphysical Correspondent, the show that deals with current events and societal change from a metaphysical perspective. I'm Patrice Kamins. Joe Biden's recent attack on Elizabeth Warren as elitist is a sad attempt at pandering down to the level of the Trump voter. Not everyone is dumb, Joe. This despite the fact that Senator John Kennedy outed himself as the biggest idiot in town by calling Nancy Pelosi the same misplaced word. Projection knows no bounds in the GOP, and in this regard, perhaps Joe was prophetic. Now, we know Biden is playing politics, but anti-elitism seems to run red and blue in this country. Granted, we have a bad taste in our mouth regarding elites for several different reasons. Firstly, we have had people in positions of unearned privilege if they have had the right name, gender, or skin tone. Secondly, the so-called elites in the neoliberal tradition, i.e. conservative light, have left most people in the dust. Their policies fail to secure prosperity for everyone but themselves and their cohorts, so naturally there would be growing resentment by the masses. Joe Biden, protector of Delaware credit cartocracy, would be a good candidate if it were 1988. But oops. He ran back then and lost. Thirdly, of course, Trump, the tackiest and least intellectual president in our history, is threatened by competence and professionalism. Unfortunately, many in his base identify with him as they are likewise uneducated, dysfunctional, emotionally disabled, and angry at the world for not acknowledging their greatness. When one's inner self-image is not reflected back by others in the real world, there is a disconnect and mental break into an alternate universe. Yet, anti-elitism is not just depressing, but dangerous as well. This mindset has brought us Trump, toxic fake news, reality TV, junk economics, and political violence. In Trump's world of excess, nothing is ever held back. Greed, hatred, wantonness, angry words, and attacks. Anti-elitism is sometimes displaced anger at the system, which is fomented and manipulated by those willing to destroy any vestige of stability. Sowing mistrust, again, sometimes warranted as the establishment has failed in so many ways, generally only serves the corruptors and manipulators themselves. If the government had no black stains on its conscience and history, this current mistrust and dismantling of the system could not take place so easily. Yet we are corrupted and disintegrating and becoming firsts in all the wrong ways. And the death of expertise means we are now living in an idiocracy. Because we no longer have proper elite institutions and training programs outside of business school, with no classics, no philosophy, have lost the power to think critically, paving the way for firebrands, tyrants, fascists, and ignoramuses to take center stage. While I consider elitism to be aligned with Saturn, the establishment and privilege, in some astrology circles elitism would also fall under the domain of Jupiter, the lucky ones. That is probably true in many cases for those who have access to the money, education, and opportunities they desire. Jupiter is about higher education, so in this way we see the drive for elite universities as an entryway to continuing polarization of the haves and have-nots. Any half-assed student from a prestigious university or prep school, calling George Bush, Brett Kavanaugh, and Jared Kushner, have a greater chance at outward success than those high-performing students from a lesser-known college or state school. And with the unrelenting and disingenuous attempts by the ultra-right to establish an alternate education system, we have the burgeoning class of conservative surrogates, law students, Christian political operatives, hailing from the paranoid conservative hothouse of George Mason University and assorted low-level Southern or Western colleges. This Christian or Catholic-focused anti-science, anti-modernity bias has infiltrated and destroyed the minds of many promising young adults, as does the aggressive recruiting tactics of Goldman Sachs, 
at Ivy League establishments whereby bright minds are channeled away from philanthropy or public service and toward crass financial gain. In many cases, being an elite is only a signifier of wealth and not of any other redeeming qualities. In fact, you can be an elite and commit murder. If you are an esteemed historian and Legion of Honor winner, as evidenced by recent Russian professor with a degree in Napoleonic studies and skill as a limb severer. If we want to raise up a more enlightened citizenry, which the elites of every stripe do not want to countenance or cater to, we must change the definition of elitism. I would start with humility, compassion, dedication, and commitment to helping others less fortunate, the old Christian values no longer espoused by a craven prosperity gospel coalition. But first, the shoddy edifice of anti-liberalism and fascistic capitalism must fall. Jupiter and Sag, which has been in effect since last November, might now unfortunately be about hubris, although in its higher form could represent a multifaceted ecumenical and multicultural approach to knowledge. Once Jupiter moves into Capricorn in December, we may see a minor return to more old guard view of respect, accomplishment, and responsibility. Those who have served with humility and distinction, those who have put in the time and energy, perhaps even more than the desired outcome as Jupiter and Capricorn is stingy and withholding, may have their day in the dim sunlight of a climate-altered world. Vetted career officials, veteran statesmen and leaders, and hopefully judicious justices will stem the tide of poisonous corruption of our institutions, at least enough to get us through a contentious election. It might even bode well for young oldsters Sanders, Warren, and even Biden, as Jupiter and Capricorn rewards maturity and experience. And perhaps a new elite, the educated poor, the precarious, and activist classes will rise to power as evidenced by AOC, the squad, and various justice democrats. If predicting the election, while I am the first to call for a revolution, I do think our country's sharp right turn for the last 40 years will take several elections to unravel and turn this ship around. For those who fear the death of the Republic, why would we not want to choose the person with the grandest plan for lawful systemic change when the alternative is four more years of madness and self-destruction? A progressive agenda is what the country needs to have any chance for a livable future. But people are selfish, small-minded, and security conscious, and would rather stick with the status quo, however abusive, than turn toward a better, more egalitarian vision of America. Those conservatives who resist any criticism of the U.S. always gloat that we are the greatest country on earth, the freest, the most prosperous, better than China, Haiti, Soviet Union, Iran, Venezuela. They never care, compare us to thriving democratic socialist countries in Europe or Canada to our north. Their acceptance of the status quo is that it is good enough. What are you complaining about? With the same cruel sarcasm and contempt, they show social justice warriors and assorted do-gooders. Yet the GOP's burgeoning attacks on Democrats as, as inciting class warfare will present an interesting conundrum, as their base would most benefit from the changes proposed by the progressive candidates Warren and Sanders. You have to be mad and uneducated and traumatized and live in a media blackout of truth to choose your oppressors over your liberators. And the scenario is the failure of elites of all stripes, where class warfare against the middle and lower classes has been going on for the last 50 years. Businessman Leon Cooperman, your tears and exhortations about the value wealthy people provide are likely to fall on deaf ears in these soon-to-be Marie Antoinette times. This is political now, but not in the cynical fashion you suggest. Paying your fair share is the least you can do. But Warren is right to appeal to the need for economic reform beyond taxation as a matter of survival for at least 90% of the country. 
The vision proposed by democratic progressives is not a fantasy. Rather, the real fairy tale horror story is thinking we can go back to normal. And while it's already suggested that progressives should suck it up and vote for Biden, would these establishment Democrats support a progressive over Trump? Sadly unlikely. So if money has any say, we may have to stomach a middle-of-the-road candidate to soothe the palpitations of the dying old-school capitalist class. In five years, along with tons of boomers, many of these elites will be dead. As long as we have a progressive Congress, we can enact worthwhile legislation. But that's as long as we have one more presidential election cycle to keep the full political revolution at bay. Climate catastrophe and financial collapse may take any of these options off the table, not to mention whatever paradigm shift the Saturn-Pluto conjunction in January 2020 will bring to the fore. Sanders is revolution in light, and Warren is the best bridge candidate to get us to the other side of a more socialist-minded chasm. 2024 is the evolution we are looking for, and there is no holding back a tidal wave of humanitarian and progressive change that will make this country even greater still. I thank you for joining me today, and I invite you to subscribe to future Astrocasts. Please follow me here at anchor.fm or Twitter at metaphysicalco2 or on Medium at metaphysicalcorrespondent. Today's music is courtesy of Purple Planet. That's www.purple-planet.com. Remember, the tide that lifts all boats is consciousness. I'm metaphysical correspondent Patrice Kamen.